Welcome to Advocacy Watch, the monthly advocacy episode of A Matter of Faith, a Presby podcast. We are brought to you by the Office of Public Witness and the Presbyterian Ministry at the United Nations. Without further ado, let's dive into today's advocacy updates. Hi, we'd like to welcome you to our podcast for the Advocacy Offices of the Presbyterian Church USA, for the Office of Public Witness in Washington, D.C., and also for the Presbyterian Ministry of the United Nations in New York. Today, we're going to talk to our um, young adult advocate for the Washington office, Lucy McDermott, and she's going to talk about her work. But first, let's hear from Ivy Lopadito with the Presbyterian Ministry at the United Nations. Great. Thank you, Jimmy. Yes. So... Over here, COP27 is right around the corner. Basically, world leaders will meet in Egypt starting on November 6th for two weeks of climate negotiations. The conference is convened annually by the United Nations. So Sue Ream, our representative to the UN, will be attending along with Catherine Gordon and Christian Brooks from the Office of Public Witness and other PCUSA staff. They will be working with other NGOs and denominations to advocate for those usually overlooked in the discussion about the impacts of climate change. So while Sue is in Egypt, our office here in New York City will be working to share updates about discussions on climate loss and damage, financing to support those most vulnerable to climate change, the intersections of gender justice and climate justice, as well as ways that we can speed the transition to renewable energy. We'll also be lifting up initiatives that the PCUSA already has in place as a part of our Earth Care program and suggestions for ways that everyone, anyone who's listening right now, can at home contribute to seeking climate justice. Climate change affects each and every one of us, which means we all have an important role to play in finding solutions. So follow us on Instagram and Facebook to see updates about COP. And then lastly, I'll make it quick, CSW. Applications are now open to become a PCUSA young adult delegate to the Commission on the Status of Women. This is at the United Nations and it happens from March 6th to the 17th. Um, basically, the Presbyterian Church USA will form a delegation to attend the 67th session of the Commission on the Status of Women, focusing this year specifically on innovation, technological change, and education in the digital age. CSW truly is a great opportunity for advocacy, what this whole podcast is about, and it is set on a global stage. You'll meet with civil society organizations, member states, and UN entities at the United Nations headquarters here in New York City. So as a Peace USA delegate, you'll attend side and parallel events, interactive workshops, roundtable talks, and on a wide range of topics, all with one goal, achieving gender equality and the empowerment of all women and girls worldwide. CSW, like I said, is at the UN headquarters in New York City, but there's also an option for remote attendance. If you are a young adult and you are interested, please, please, please reach out to us. We would love for you to join us this year at the Commission on the Status of Women. 
And I think wow. that's all. Thank you, Jimmy. Yes, thank you, Ivy. That was great. And some exciting things are happening out of the UN office. And we always encourage Presbyterians to become a part of what we're doing as we continue to advocate for justice around the world. We have today with us Lucy, who is a young adult volunteer for our office for an entire year. And Lucy, if you could just give us a little um, of your background and tell us what made you decide to become a YAV. Well, um, thanks, Jimmy. Um, I actually have a degree in comparative literature. So I went to Northwestern and I studied literature, focusing on literature written in French. And after that, I figured I was trying to, working on a job search and feeling a bit stuck and feeling a bit alienated from the things, you know, the faith values I thought I was trying to set out on by trying to work for nonprofits. Um, and so I decided to do a YAV year and kind of get in some more, a bit more direction and a bit more, a bit more intentional spirituality on that direction. And that's how I ended up with OPWBU. But I have a debate background in high school and I've been interested in advocacy and policy for a while. So I think I think it worked out and it's a good fit. Wow, that's exciting. And I trust that your time with OPW is really helping you and redirecting yourself or directing yourself more spiritually, because we definitely want a part of your experience to be a spiritual one as we talk about doing advocacy from a faith perspective. So tell us a little bit about the work that you engaged in this year. So I am working on the environment and immigration portfolios, which entail a lot of sub-issues, things like asylum, extractive industries, you know. The permitting, the permitting deal that, you know, could cause a lot more harmful pipelines to be built. Things like that um, are some of the issues I've been working on. Have a few kind of general goals in the work um, of, you know, trying to present the Presbyterian voice on these issues in Washington and at the same time informing Presbyterians about the kinds of policies that are being discussed that have implications for their faith and kind of interact with the values that you learn about in church um, and teaching people how they can take action to make our federal policy more just. So as you think about Presbyterians and the environment, do you think that this is an important issue for Presbyterians? Oh, for sure. On a number of levels, there's, you know, if you look at Genesis, there's the creation care you know god makes us stewards of the land and the ocean and the waters and we have a duty to be very mindful of how we use the resources god has given us and then at the same time you know with our forward denomination has a focus on Matthew 25 of combating racism and poverty and if you look at where climate impacts take place a lot there disproportionately affect countries in the global south and communities of color here in the United States in terms of you know things like where people put where people could put coal plants, which places have are least equipped to deal with effects of sea level rise and desertification and things like that, just because of kind of how our geopolitical system has been set up. So it's I think very important for 
Presbyterians that care about the environment and the environment and also interacts with so many other things we care about, like hunger and disasters and, you know, racial justice. These things are all impacted by the environment. And I really appreciate your bringing up the intersectionality of um, all of these issues coming together. And I think you're right, especially for Presbyterians, the issue of stewardship, not only our personal stewardship of our resources, but stewardship of God's creation as well. And I think you're really on to something with that. So as you think about the work that you have done thus far, what for you has really stood out in your mind? What has been interesting to you? Well, something I didn't really anticipate before I came here was just the importance and impact that our faith coalitions make. You know, we don't do these things alone. We have faith partners, not people from other Christian denominations, but also, you know, Jewish and Muslim organizations, interfaith organizations, you know, organizations that try to present a faith perspective on a different, on a certain issue. All of these things, all of these types of organizations work together in coalition to try to get our shared goals accomplished. And it's, I think, a different side of faith political action than is often seen in the media. Often you see a lot of faith of Christians, uh, you know, opposing abortion and will that exist? You know, that's kind of very, very different than what we're doing. And so it's a completely different side of faith political action that you often don't see and that, you know, does make a very, very big difference. And it's just as important of a part of faith advocacy and to be able to be a faith voice that works to defend justice together with other faith partners is really impactful and something that isn't talked about as much. And you hit upon one of the things that I really enjoy um, about working in the um, advocacy environment is that we work with partners. I mean, in the UN, in New York, we have so many partners that we work in in D.C. And to be honest, much of our work is done through these coalitions and especially with our faith partners. I mean, and I, and I think you you really are correct in saying that there's this connection between faith and advocacy, and especially as we focus on the environment, and it just makes a difference in all of our lives. And it is one of our hopes that we can continue to communicate with Presbyterians about the work that is being done in their name, and hopefully to extend that to their local communities. So I'm also wondering, what are some of the things that you're going to be working on for the rest of the year? I have a few things planned. Um, something I'm excited about is a series of blog posts and social media posts to just kind of educate folks around a theme that I'm working on. So for November, um, I'm going to think about the intersection between food and the environment, um, starting this week, probably, hopefully with the Farm Bill, which is a big uh, piece of legislation that touches on the environment and our agriculture practices and SNAP benefits to help people um, make sure they get enough food. That's going to be a big piece of legislation coming up next year with the next Congress. Um, and then later in the month going in and thinking about COP and some other issues. And then in December, as we think about get ready for Advent and think about the Holy Family, I'm going to pivot, hopefully pivot to asylum, um, which is an issue that affects a lot of people around the world who are just trying to find a safe place to live. And then things coming up, you know, you heard Ivy talk about COP. I'm going to help from D.C. a little bit with, you know, keeping people abreast of what's going on in, in Egypt with uh, the Conference of the Parties. And then the lame duck session after the election is we're going to see 
a couple must pieces of must-pass legislation, the National Defense Authorization Act and the omnibus bill, and the, which is a big spending bill. And those might not seem directly related to what I work on, but the fact of the matter is that oftentimes people try to add things to those pieces of legislation they want to get passed because they're must-pass legislation. And so that's a strategy people use. So, you know, bills like the Afghan Adjustment Act, which would help, which would help Afghans who have come to the United States get more and more permanent status than they have right now. That's a bill that we could potentially see attached to another piece of legislation to try to get it passed. Great, great, great. One, I want to follow up on one of the other things that you said. You mentioned um, working with Ivy. So you are in Washington, D.C., working with the Office of Public Witness, and then we have Ivy and two other YAVs um, working with the Presbyterian Ministry of the United Nations in New York. What? How has that worked out? Has that been uh, difficult at times to be in two completely different locations? And how much engagement do you have with one another? Well, obviously, we're responding to different issues. You know, the UN YAVs are very present at the UN General Assembly, and I wasn't. Um, and at the same time, you know, when things happen, like, you know, a judge, a federal court um, block, blocking new DAPCA applications, that's something that I respond to a lot more than they do. I think in the case of COP, we're definitely looking to coordinate because, you know, we'll have people from both of our offices coming to coming to the conference and as well as people from other Presbyterian agencies. And so in the case of COP, it's kind of a joint effort because COP touches on, you know, the work we do at the UN with diplomacy, but also, you know, the commitments that the United States could make at COP, need, they need to be backed by federal legislation. We can't just do that in a vacuum. So there's an intersection between those things. And I think our role, my and the UN, yeah, Victoria's role with COP is going to be to mostly keep people abreast of what our staff are there are doing and how they've been getting involved in the conference. Thank you very much. Now, now Lucy, you're a little younger than I am. And when I first came to um, D.C., you know, everything was face to face and we were all in the same office and there were times when we would go to New York. But how has it been for you um, in this hybrid environment? Because right now you are living in both worlds. You're actually going into the office um, four days a week, but then most of your work, a lot of it is done online. Has that been more difficult or um, because you grew up in a digital world, has it been relatively easy? Well, I have, you know, the experience of having done, you know, my last year of undergrad on Zoom. And so in that way, you know, the whole Zoom conference hybrid thing is something that's become very normalized recently. Um, so, yeah, we do a lot of our meetings on Zoom and it's probably makes things easier in some ways because, you know, we have people on our calls who are from different parts of the country. And, you know, it might take more time for everyone to meet in a one location, you know, at several different meetings a week. Um, at the same time, I have had a couple of opportunities to go and do things in person. Like I was at a congressional briefing on Operation Lone Star. I was in person and that was pretty cool to get to go into a house office building. So there are probably there are things that I've missed out on, you know, like being going and going into the offices in person, for instance. But, you know, there are also 
benefits to being hybrid as well. Well, you have not missed a beat and you have done your work just um, excellently. One more question I'm wondering, what would you say to a young person who was considering whether they wanted to be a YAV or not? I think I'd say that it involves a lot of introspection and um, just thinking about what your place in the world is and what God has sent you to do. And at the same time, it's a great opportunity to be asked to do those things. Really try to figure out, learn something new, be in a new environment and stretch out a bit beyond your comfort zone. Thank you very much. I know after listening to you talk, I definitely would want to be a young adult volunteer because (laughs) just so many wonderful opportunities and you have really explained um, very well the work that you're doing. And I'm just excited to see what you're going to do in the future. And I'm going to call Ivy back once again to ask her um, one of the things that we are talking about within both offices is expanding our work. Would you say just a word about the advocacy um, young adult conference that we're planning for next October? Jimmy, we are so excited. We are starting to plan a young adult advocacy conference, like Jimmy mentioned, in October. And we'll have more details to come, but we are hoping to have a lot of young people join us in Louisville, Kentucky for this conference. Um, And it will be focused around advocacy, um, ways that you can get involved and and commit to this work. Because I know so many of us young people are committed and want to be a part of social justice and advocacy. And sometimes it's just like, it's hard to know where and how to get involved, especially within the church. So we are just so excited to bring this to Kentucky and hopefully, you know, move forward into other places around the U.S. and maybe even further, who knows, but um, we, we can't wait and we will keep everyone updated on that. Um, We're in the beginning stages, but this is something that you do not want to miss out on. Ivy, thank you for that wonderful PSA and for all of your hard work in this endeavor. And Lucy, thank you again for sharing and for your hard work and just for being faithful. And the last thing that we would like to add is that we want to encourage you to be very aware that the midterms are right around the corner next Tuesday. November the 8th is the day of voting, but the work is going on right now. Please help in voter education. There's so much that people of faith can do without getting into danger trouble with IRS because we know that what we can and can't do, but we can be involved in voter registration, especially making people aware of their rights. And so we want to encourage you not only to vote, but to encourage others and to help others to vote as we continue the work of justice in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, not only in this country, but all around the world. We look forward to seeing you next month. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Advocacy Watch. We want to thank Sue and Jimmy for joining us on the podcast each month as they highlight the advocacy work that the church is doing and to offer us some ways to get involved. So check out Advocacy Watch each month. Look forward to it and join, subscribe, leave us a review. And of course, if you have a question for any of us, send them to faithpodcasts at peaceusa.org. We will talk to you again soon.